The following is a presentation of the WRBB Sports Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to WRBB 104.9 FM, your home for Husky sports. This is Hockey Use This Week, as always, at Saturday at noon. My name is Emma Sullivan. I'm joined alongside Maddie Wasserman, Zach Lyons, Colin Kapoor, and Kayla Shaw for a brief uh, episode today because we have a broadcast for women's basketball coming up in about an hour. Um, so how's everyone doing today? You know, I'm doing great. We're fresh off a uh, Northeastern women's hockey victory last night. They got another game today. Men's hockey will be in Schenectady today. So another loaded day here of uh, Northeastern hockey as we close out the first semester. I didn't acknowledge that this is Maddie's first in-person appearance well, on the you know, show. Maddie from Orono was on the show earlier first this time, year. But, you know, now, Obviously a different person, Maddie yeah, from Orono. No, they're very different. I think Orono changed you. Maybe it did. I don't know. That's what a lot of people say about Orono. <laughs> um, so, as Maddie mentioned, Northeastern women's hockey is coming off a 3-1 victory over the University of Vermont Catamounts at Matthews Arena last night. Last weekend, it was two games in Nashville. I think you guys covered that on Husky Hotwire earlier this week. What did we cover? Nashville. Women's yeah. hockey in Nashville. Okay. Say hi. Would you like to say hi? Hi, guys. Okay. We're good. Was there a point to that? I wanted to say hi. got to say hi. All right. Okay, I'm moving on. Um, do we need to go over anything in the Nashville game? Maureen Murphy comes back, scores another hat trick against Princeton. Yeah, we we I think covered it. Okay. Um, so I think the biggest news going into last night's game was Megan Carter makes her return to the lineup for Northeastern, playing on the top defensive pairing. Hadn't played since UNH at UNH, which was Friday the fifth of November. Fourth. Fourth of November, thank you. Um, so great to see her back in the lineup after she made the Hockey Canada national team roster for the second installment of the Rivalry Series coming up in about two weeks. Yeah, so, so she was, I mean, she was great last night. It was obviously huge to have her back after eight games out on the sideline, and it was really... <laughs> I digress. It was Ow. really great to have her back. We talked to Dave Flynn after the game last night, and he said she is the anchor of our defense. She's the captain, obviously, of that defensive unit, and it's so vital to have her back. Like, you know, let's remember, she played 11 games before the injury, and she was leading the team in total shot attempts when she left she? for the oh. season. Yeah, not shots on goal, but total shot attempts, and that's that indicative of that's indicative of sort of her style of play, especially how many shots she rips from the blue line, sort of how much she possesses the puck. I mean, obviously, we don't get possession metrics and no. college hockey. But if we did, I mean, hers would be really high. We also saw four or five sequences where she was actually on the forecheck leading in as F1 on the forecheck, which is like not something you're expecting to see from a no. defender. But she continuously did that last night, and she just all over the ice. It was huge to have her back and get those blue line shots really just anchoring for rebounds. She's so vital in the penalty kill we mm -hmm. saw as well. It's just all around huge to have her back. Mentioning the penalty kill, Lily Shannon takes a five minute and a game misconduct for contact to the head. That's what I was going with. And while Megan Carter was out, Northeastern took two majors. It was Tori Mariano and Holly Abella who both got five minute majors for contact to the head. The first one for Tori Mariano was the day after Megan played her last game before last night. And the Northeastern penalty kill, those were when they were giving up goals on the five-minute majors. And then when we went, when they went to Providence a couple weeks ago, the penalty kill also struggled in ways that we hadn't seen it struggle this season. And now last night, they have their third major of the season. And Megan Carter coming back, it's the first time they haven't given up goals. I don't know. They didn't give up a goal against Holy Cross yeah. on the major, but well, it was also helped out by the fact that there was a two-minute five. Was there was it? a two-minute four-on-four stretch. Oh, he, I, 
Yeah, didn't they give it up before the major, though? They gave it up there. Oh, okay. So I... My yeah, point no, was correct. And, yeah, last night was helped out by the fact that there was a two-minute four-on-four stretch in the middle of oh, that. Oh, I love when they do that. Vermont it's took so a fun. penalty. But yeah, Vermont, I mean, they oh, came into... Oh, and Katie Knoll took a five-minute major. Yes, there the was Holy- four. So Dave Flynn said after the game last night, we asked him about that, and Flynn said that they know that they have to be much more disciplined for major penalties in the last eight games is just not acceptable for the team. Obviously, it puts them way behind the eight ball. And I thought it was interesting last night. You know, Vermont has one of the best power plays in the country. They came into yesterday's game with a 29.4% power play. Oh Obviously, helped out by Natalie Malenkova, who we mentioned, just played an amazing game last night. Of course, Teresa Shafsal, we know, one of the best players in the country. You know, Cinti Kragelainen at the blue line. So a really effective power play unit for the Catamounts. And while they did have some good sequences, Vermont's pen- uh, Northeastern's pen- Penalty kill looked really good last night, but that's not a position that Flint wants his team to be put in. Zach, do you have any thoughts? I mean, about like the penalty just in, Or about the game in general? In general, I mean, I like defensively how we looked. I think we played a really solid defensive game. My only concern was most of our opportunities didn't come in controlled five-on-five. So going into today, that's maybe something I want to see. A little bit more of from the team is kind of like those possessive five on five goal opportunities. Yeah, that's a really good point, and that's something that I noticed last night as well. Northeastern, you know, we talked, you know, Flint last night and Maureen Murphy as well when we got to talk to her. You know, I asked about how this so many of their most important games of the season are coming in a two week stretch here. Yeah. Obviously these are, you know, probably Providence is obviously a good team as well. But these are really the three best opponents that the Huskies are gonna play this season. It's all coming in a nine day stretch. Yeah. With that's Princeton and Cornell last week and in Nashville and then these two games against Vermont. And I mean Let's remember, Vermont came in this game. I mean, Vermont's head coach said on Twitter yesterday that this was one of the biggest games, regular season games in program history last night. Program history? Yes, he said that. He did say, though, last year, remember when Northeastern's 13-game win streak last season was snapped by Vermont at Matthews. He, at that, time, game, he at that time <laughs> said that it was one of the biggest wins in program history. So, okay. I mean, Vermont's a program that's had... You know, less than ten wins in twelve. They're twenty-two Division One seasons. So there's is something to be said for like yeah. they haven't been good for that long. But at the same time, that's the level that their opponent was thinking of this game in terms of. So like you got to consider that for Northeastern too. This was like the Super Bowl for Vermont because this was their only real win. The Stanley Cup, sorry. You know, I think that's no. A, I think Super Bowl makes no, more I think sense because it's one more game. Because it's one game. All right. I mean, that's that's too wordy. Anyway, besides the <laughs> Can point, we move off my, this point, my point in saying this is that like the teams both knew coming into this game, especially for Vermont, like if they want to make the tournament at this point for where they are in pairwise, they kind of had to beat. They got to get four out of six points probably against Northeastern yeah. this weekend. So and UVM hasn't been too solid in hockey East play. They lost to Holy no. Cross a couple weeks ago. Holy Cross is lone hockey East win. Well, Holy Cross is we gave them we harp on them so much, but honestly, I don't harp like, on Holy I, Cross that much. I actually. don't know, like. Yeah, well, this season, at least when we played them, like, there was a couple opportunities. No, they, they just didn't I finish. Was, but, genuinely, like, the some... Saturday game that we were at yeah, in Worcester was games. one that I was like, Northeastern very well mm-hmm. could have had that game slip away from them. Yeah, but um, one thing I do want to note about that game, I mean, Flynn had kind of talked about it, like, just tired. Like, yeah. it kind of seemed like that, and Vermont seemed like, oh, my God, as you said, Super yeah. Bowl. Like, yeah. we're playing like that. I mean, we still won in the end, but, like, I think this break's going to, help yeah. them a lot and I think it 
you know, the five minutes, you're when you have kind of back to back to back to back games, big trips, and you have all these five minute majors, you're double shifting your some yeah. of your lines. And when so, you without Megan and Megan Carter in the lineup, they were playing Taylor Garino, but they weren't exactly, playing Taylor Garino. Exactly. Christina Allard still out of the so lineup. It's like you're playing down two players yeah. for how many games? So that's it, it doesn't help you, especially. So I think the break's going to be huge for them to kind of just get their legs back. And that was the message that Murphy had last night as well. She said mm-hmm. that the team kind of as a whole is a little bit reeling right now because they have have not had one weekend off this entire semester. They've been straight yeah, go all the way and through. And they played a Tuesday game. Of pro- they played five games in a week. Yeah, and then they is, flew to Nashville. Yeah, like, and so obviously, you know, they're a little bit tired right now. And Murphy said, you know, her message to the team was just get through these two games this weekend, and then you got them, you know, 34, 35 days, I think it is, to rest, and you have that time off. So they just got to push through one more game today. And obviously, getting those reinforcements like Murphy herself and then Carter is a big, big deal. Speaking of Murphy, she hit her 100th point in a Husky uniform last night with the empty net goal. Chloe Arar and Peyton Anderson had the other two goals for Northeastern, and Corin McCool scored for UVM. Um, I didn't have an opportunity to watch the game last night, so I don't really have any other thoughts. Kayla and Colin, do you have anything to say? I think it's all been said. Okay. Yeah, just Colin. I, I don't think the... Wait, sorry. <clears throat> I don't think the Catamounts were a formidable opponent in this one. Okay. That's never been used before. Please. <laughs> At least come up with an original pun. He's just like me. Uh, so, I you know, besides from that, that yeah, <laughs> uh, my last takeaway sort of from this game, I think, was that um, obviously we, we talked about the majors. We talked about it. coming into today's game, though, just previewing that yeah. for a second. I think Vermont, like, you know, they, they're they now 0-3 in games. They've been outshot this year, but they've outshot their opponents in 16 other 19 games this season. That sort of speaks to sort of what their play style is as a team. They're not a team that puts a ton of shots on goal. They have McPherson who's struggled in net so far this season. We saw that again yesterday. She got a bit unlucky on that first goal that was scored. She's been struggling by this Warren, season, but She I has been say. struggling this season as a whole. So if you can get shots the net, Northeastern outshot Vermont 28-19 to last night. If you can get those shots the net, you're in good shape against Vermont. I mean, this was this was a pretty close game. I mean, let's remember, it's a one-goal game right at the very end. And Vermont played, I thought, their defense. Like, we talked last week, certainly at least Mike and I did on the broadcast, against Cornell about how their kind of signature brand, especially with, you know, players like Jills Frechette and Delinidis, like these are players that are really, really potent at, you know, halting you away from the net front on the mm-hmm. offensive side really physical in front don't let you get a lot of good looks they just clean stuff up they're physical they control you inside northeastern really resisted that against cornell last week against vermont last night you know, vermont was flat out winning the battle in front of northeastern's offensive crease for a large large stretch of this game it's something that we really haven't seen happen to northeastern so much this season so i think that speaks to you know vermont's defense was really really cohesive last night and that's something that you know especially you know bella parento was really impressive defensively so that's something i'm going to look forward to continue again today and northeastern can counter that better you mentioned today's game. Does anyone want to do a prediction for tonight's game? Because we do have to move on in a minute here. I'll say 3 1 us. 4 0 Northeastern. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, I guess that's not really that bold. It's a little bold. Well, Zach picked the same score as yesterday's game. I know. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, will, I will take a 2 1 Northeastern victory. I was going to say 3 2 Northeastern. All right, so we all think Colin? it's going to be close. Oh, uh. <laughs> Kale said 4 nothing. 3-1 Vermont. Oh. 
You both picked. Oh no, you picked you Vermont. Vermont I'm okay. A Vermont fan. We all know it. Jesse McPherson goal question mark <laughs> according to Colin. <laughs> yes, we're gonna amend my statement. McPherson's gonna score an empty. No, not even empty netter. She doesn't score a goal. <laughs> you guys are insane. Anyway, moving on. Let's do a little quick roundup of women's hockey East as a whole. There were five games on tap last night. Maine beat Boston University at BU three nothing. BU this season has been. I like. I don't want to say anything. Okay, I don't want to say it because Northeastern returns they, after but they the beat, third. They beat Vermont. No, they did beat Vermont. It's like they're but at Vermont, Vermont though. Yeah. Also Two. beat Vermont, so maybe yeah, Vermont's not good. I mean, yeah, that's I, like I'm fair. Just refusing to not tempt fate because the Huskies will return to play against BU when they come back from their month long off Sunday, the eighth of January. Um. Merrimack lost to Providence four two. That's not a surprise. UNH shutting out New Ham- uh, UNH shutting out UConn. That was nothing. You know, a bit surprising. That's really surprising. And then BC was taken to OT by Holy Cross. Holy Cross picks up their fourth point of the season. No, I think Holy Cross. Like you got to give them some credit. They are improved no, from last season because no, they're a solid team. No, because last year they were like such a meme that I feel like we like couldn't take them seriously because they literally just they got blown out in every, every single game. game. It was so, it was so sad. So but now they're like better, so I feel like yeah, they're close. They give them close some credit. Games. At least they can be at the bottom of the conference, but they can be like a little bit more respectable. You take Hannah. You take Hannah Bilka, um, Abby Newhook, Abby Kayla Levy, Barnes. Kayla yeah. Barnes, like. Boston College has a lot of talent, and to take them to OT is really impressive. I think one thing we kind of saw with Holy Cross is, yeah, sure, the top-end talent is maybe not, you know, like, towards the ceiling, but, like, the first two, even arguably, like, three lines, like, all play relatively at, like, that same kind of level. Like, it's not, you know, spectacular, amazing, going to put up, like, 200 points, you know what I mean? Like, but... It's like three consistent lines that you put them out there and they're going to do kind of relatively the same production for you. And that's, you know, that's a testament, I think, also to like coaching for a team. So, yeah, Katie LaChapelle is a really solid coach. Yeah, I think I think Holy Cross has like a better future in terms of like the program. They're still young in Hockey East, too. Exactly. I think they're on the right track. It's just better competition. You got to adjust and they're going through that kind of period. I guess my my question is kind of flipping to the BC side of things. Like, has Kayla Barnes' return to college hockey been a disappointment this a season? Bit. I mean, six points at this point of the season. I mean, who had that coming? She hasn't. She her weekend series against Northeastern was not as solid as she I. She did was not expecting. jump off the ice at all. No. It's I'm interested. So weird. Did they release the U.S. roster for the rivalry series yet? I will check. Because um, I'm interested to see if she makes it because she was playing for Team USA last year. I think. And she was also, like, amazing in her first two seasons of college yeah. hockey. It's crazy that she's... It's just strange that she, like, came back and it was like, oh, you have... We already talked about, like, the star power in this team, whether that's, you know, obviously Bilka, Newhook, you know... Newhook had in, the OT winner. I mean, you bring in well, Kate Ham, yeah. really good this season, but... And then you were like, oh, and now their defense, which really struggled last year, now gets maybe up right up there with, you know, players like Carter, Poon LaBelle, we talked about last year, is the best defenders in... I mean, for a couple of years, right, it was, like, always, you know, Fontaine, pulling the bell, Barnes, like, those were kind of yeah, those, those are the three. best defenders. And then Barnes has just come back, and, like, she hasn't even been noteworthy. No. They're probably not going to post it to Okay. Um, 
Against, yeah. You know, so so the U.S. Paralympics finals is going on, so they're probably not posting it just because of media crossover. Yeah. So I mean, she's been in the Olympics twice. Like, I think that she'll make the team if she wants to. If go. she wants to, I also wonder. Like, I don't know. It's she interesting injured. to see. That was my question: is if, but if you're that injured that your play has been so stagnant for over two months, why are you? St- how are you allowing your player in the lineup? Uh, because I could make that analogy I mean, she's about anyone. She's on BC and blocks. Like it's not like she's doing nothing. No, yeah. no, it's not that she's doing nothing. She's just not herself. Yeah, and I think that's a little concerning. It's like, <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Funny line. But like, I have not slept. Okay. <laughs> what were you saying, Zach? Nothing. I. Yeah, and then other sort of teams, but it is interesting. Like, I do think that with the way that Northeastern played Vermont last night and presumably again today, and the way that we saw them play Providence, obviously, you know, that last Providence game, they were fairly depleted. But regardless of that, no Carter, Murphy, et cetera, it was a Tuesday short turnaround. But I do think regardless, like, we can pretty safely say that whether those second-tier teams last year was Vermont and UConn that were right up against Northeastern this year being Vermont and Providence, I do feel like it's safe to say that those, the couple handful of competitors behind Northeastern are a little bit closer to the Huskies' talent level than that was the case a season ago, whether that's, again, Northeastern losing a bunch of talent. But, like, I mean, Vermont's lost three of their top four scorers also, so yeah. it's not like they didn't lose talent. Providence probably the one that Tuesday brought back the most. So but I do think it's fair to say that maybe some of those competitors are a little bit closer to the Huskies' stratosphere than they were last year. So today in Hockey East, Providence and Merrimack have another rematch. UConn in New Hampshire and Holy Cross in Boston College. All three games start at 2 o'clock. Maine and BU face off again at 3. And then on Nesson Plus, it is Vermont versus Northeastern. And here on WRVB Sports Plus, Katherine Morrison and Daisy Roberts will have full coverage of the game from Matthews Arena starting at puck drop at 4 p.m. So you should tune in to that. Uh, let's transition to some men's hockey real quick. We've got about 10 minutes or so left in this uh, episode. Um, I do not want to talk about Western Michigan. I just straight up don't I, want to. Um, Would you like to? I can. I mean, I was in attendance, uh, so I, can, I couldn't watch it. I can elaborate. Uh, None of us could watch it besides Matt. Well, that's you know, impressive. I I'm, was. Uh, I was watching in attendance. Where did McDonough score? Oh in my the god. That's the one thing we didn't know. McDonough's score in the third period. Oh, this is really testing my memory. <laughs> uh, I think it was in the middle. I'm trying to remember. You know, I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Um, in the middle. But regardless, I do think um, Northeastern, they were last weekend. They played better than I you know, think that they'd played in some of their other disappointing losses yeah. this season, whether you look towards that Boston College loss they suffered a couple weeks ago, that game where they ended up losing in a shootout to Maine. I mean, those are some of the games of the season that were the most kind of like deflating low points of the season. This does not fall into that category, in my opinion. Okay. Because they, you know, Western Michigan comes out really, really strong. This is the same script that we saw play out last year when they played down in Worcester in the NCAA tournament where you come at the beginning and Western Michigan plays with a speed and an aggression that is not really seen a lot in hockey. So it's just a different play style. I mean, they're, yeah. you know, just a really aggressive forechecking in a way where, like, they're willing to drop down that fourth defender way down low yeah. and, you know, basically let give up some rushes on the other end in favor of more offensive play. It's a style that Northeastern really was struggling with at first. You know, Northeastern would have the puck in their defensive zone, and all of a sudden you got two forecheckers right up on you, and they turn over the puck, creating constant defensive zone turnovers for Northeastern early in the game that they could not fend off. They kind of regain their foot 
footing and control somewhere towards the middle of the second period, somewhere towards the end of the first period that carried into the second period. But then there was a slew of penalties that sort of regained the momentum for Northeast, for Western Michigan. After that, I mean, Northeastern got, they did tie it up at the end of the second period on two goals and rough under like a minute. It was first a um, McDonough score on the power play. And then he had a, you know, great slap pass or no, sorry, I'm struggling to remember. Chupani scored on the power play on a great slap pass from McDonough. But then, you know, Western Michigan, it just felt like a matter of time until their offense was just going to take over. My question is, should we be concerned in the fact that this is the fourth game or the third game now in two in back-to-back weeks, but three in this season that Northeastern has had come from behind losses that while this one isn't as devastating as the main one and isn't as crucial as the BU one last uh, two weeks ago are are you can cons- are any is anyone concerned about slightly that? but not red flag yet okay it's there like it's something to watch if it happens again then yeah. I'd say definitely concern especially maybe against a weaker team um but Western Michigan is we talked about this like high powered as it comes when it comes to offense like me and Justin literally looked at the shot map Maddie had tweeted and I asked Justin Chen, do you see a single, like, when you compare, like, just what Northeastern was doing to that of Western Michigan, Northeastern had a line of shots by the blue line and then a little arc, basically, around the goal, and then you go to the other end of the ice, and it's just both face-off circles just filled with shots. So it's two different styles of play, and I think Northeastern tries and plays a more defensive style game where it's... You know, lockdown, it, I mean, I'm basically repeating what I said last yeah. time, but, you know, more of a defensive, limit the opportunities, but with a young defense, I don't know if that's quite as viable, especially with as much talent as there is on the team. My other question is, Northeastern does not play a home game from now, December 3rd, until Saturday, January 21st. Yeah. And in that time, they have a game against Union tonight. Mm-hmm. They're playing Sacred Heart on Tuesday. They go to LIU, Bentley, and Harvard, Frozen Fenway against UConn, and then they go to stores, and then they play a game at Merrimack, who has been one of the top teams in Hockey East this season. So you're playing UConn and Merrimack, arguably the strongest programs over the last month, hottest programs in the conference. They got to win. And they're not playing at home at all. Yeah. No, but those are games they have to no, win. No, I know it's games they, they have to, to win, but do you think not playing at home is going to be to their detriment? Yes and no, because the games are quite spread out. That That's like the one thing also you got to point out, that it's over like the course of what, like a month and a, two months like that? Because the winter break, they're only playing really, if you want to consider it, Sacred Heart and LIU. And then they come back, and then it's Bentley they they just have spacing so it's yeah. not i don't think it's going to kill them because i think they're going to be able to rest and then that Mary Mac Yukon stint kind of when they come back is where it's going to be kind of concerning cuz that's just back to like regular back to back weekend games and then they play BC again because yeah. i'm sure everyone's so excited to play Boston College we love college watching again. Boston College and Cutter JK um, <laughs> what i never he literally left. walked around I walked around the room, then I texted in Slack. Okay. Hey, uh, regardless, we have four minutes, but I guys. do just want to dispense a uh, just on you know men's hockey. 
this stretch is this stretch is huge for them because oh, yeah. these are the easiest opponents left on the schedule. You use probably the beginning of their schedule in the second semester, but like it does not get easier. No. There's hockey's is really good this season. It's no secret that BU like the they're really good. Too. Yeah, I mean you, but like who even do you want to play the people at Harvard's? Like, I mean we're gonna see Harvard this, in early okay, January, but they're so they play, maybe they actually might be the best of the four teams. Their schedules are so insane. They have two games against Merrimack, then they play Boston College. Then they play UConn, BU, Providence, Beanpot Final, and then they have Vermont, and then they have a weekend series against UMass. Yeah, there's no... there's, But you've played six games against the three bad teams of the conference already. And, you know, yeah, you <laughs> went 5-0-1 oh, against those. But, like, that's kind of it for the good news. But at the same time, if you want to be one of the top teams, like, if you want to make the NCAA tournament, you can't just beat up on easy teams. Yeah. You have to win the hard games, and there are going to be plenty of hard games. I think if you can... Yeah. 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 I think that Harvard one's going to be a big one, and it would be interesting mm-hmm. to look out if um, Cam Lund makes the USA World Juniors roster because yeah. he would be out Him for Him and that. Jack Hughes, too. That's a really good point. I think he is going to make the team, though, uh, based Don't on... Don't shake your head at me. The, uh, it's a, no, it's a potential. Yes. Like, Jack Hughes still has eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> the Athletics' and Scott Wheeler did project uh, Cam that Cam Lund will be on the third line yes, of that That team. would be... Really rough for the Huskies if he's not here. Well, yeah. I feel like Cam. Cam Mella, what are you talking about? Cam and that's gonna do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, I do think that's a good point, though. I feel like Cam Lund's really like he had the first goal against LAU. I don't count that. And then he's really like a Boston boy in the way that the teams <laughs> that he scored against <laughs> were like <laughs> C and B. Like he's really like Wait, Massachusetts you, rivalry guy. Can you give a further definition of what Boston, Boston boy, boy means? Guys. I don't think I want That's it. his new nickname, I think. The Boston, the Boston boy? boy? You have to use that on the broadcast tonight. No. Speaking of... Speaking of the broadcast tonight, Northeastern's going to Schenectady, New York to play former Northeastern goaltender Connor Murphy and Union. Um, and then they're going to Sacred Heart on Tuesday. Let's do quick predictions for Union tonight and then 5 1 Northeastern. Poor Connor Murphy. Yeah, I was going to say I got a uh, 4 2 Northeastern victory. I was also going to say 4 2. One thing, uh, I just watched uh, media availability from Union. Connor Murphy said, I think Levi is very beatable. I think if you get a couple by him, it's tough for him to bounce back from that. You got um, it. No. I'm not. Wait, he so, actually said that? What? Yeah, he did. Oh, my so, God. Someone's jealous. <laughs> so, he, he also, pre- he also oh prefaced that with God. saying, I think I made the right choice by coming here. Uh, so, you know, he Well, was, yeah, he did because he would have been unseated by Levi immediately. That, that is a good he point. Ha- and he's been playing really well. He's struggling this year, but he played really well last year. For look, he, 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 look, Union. He, he Union. had the single save record with 1,060 saves last year. Yeah. He also went like 14, 18, and 3, though. Okay. So, like, yeah. we have, Union's not the program like it used to be. No. We have a minute. That would be great. He did say it. Say I'm it. saying 4 2, and two goals come on the power play. I was going to say 4 1. Um, I think. I think Sam Colangelo scores. What? I I want no, Sam. I think to Riley score. Hughes is scoring. Please be Look, serious. Only I can say that, and then, no, then no, it no. happens. It's the home of his first okay. ever. And then Sacred Heart, Julian Kisslin, who played four years at Northeastern, transferred to Sacred Heart for his graduate student year. Um, Julian Kisslin said Jordan Harris is bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, any quick, quickly, any thoughts for Sacred Heart on Tuesday? Eight nothing Northeastern. Jesus. No, we are um, very excited to make that trip down to Bridgeport. Oh, yeah, I have you so much fun. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully Northeastern. I mean, if you do not look good against Sacred Heart, Dad, say, do you have bigger issues? Okay. We can listen to, to Italian music. 
I say five one Northeastern Tuesday. I yeah I say. Uh, I say five two Northeastern. I say four nothing. Uh, Zach, did you? Have a- we'll go with four nothing, but um, the these are teams that I don't want it to be one goal differences because it's going to okay. be concerning. Um, they are those opponents you really want to beat, and you want to beat them by a lot. Very quickly, men's hockey East, Providence and Boston College tied last night. That is a big game for BC, I would say, who's been struggling this season. And the wildest score I saw last night, 7-3, to three, Merrimack over UConn. Um, we're out of time here because Peyton Doyle and Jordan Walsh will have full coverage of women's basketball live from Cabot. First home game at Cabot for Northeastern. Why are you laughing? Did I say something wrong or are you laughing at something else? It's laughing at me. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so you should tune in for that here on WRBV 104.9 FM. Colin and Mike Puzangera will drive to Schenectady alongside with Kayla tonight. Let's go. To go and call the game against Union. That'll be on WRBV Sports Plus with Puck Drop at 7 p.m. Before we close out, any final thoughts, everyone in the room? Let's hope that next week we are not ringing alarm bells. If either of these two games do not go the way that all five of us here well, predicted, I mean, we will. Murphy's got to throw down a master class. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he literally. He has to. He has to now, or else. Yeah. What if they start. <laughs> plot twist, they start Harrison Chesney. <laughs> that would be quite a plot no, twist. The hus- <laughs> For a team that desperately needs wins, uh, no. But uh, as Maddie said, alarm bells if they, you know, kind of don't. Anyway. Perform. That's going to do it here for Hockey East this week. Shorter episode today. Our apologies, but you should stick around and listen to women's basketball here on WRBB 104.9 FM, women's hockey at w- on WRBB, Sport- WRBB Sports Plus at 4, and men's hockey on WRBB Sports Plus at 7. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. For Maddie Wasserman, Zach Lyons, Colin Kapoor, and Kayla Shaw, my name is Emma Sullivan. Have a good one.